0: This is Francis Whittleson. This is Benjamin Anderson. This is Dallas Alexander. I'm Alex Craner. This is Forrest Moretti. This is Chris Sims. This is Chris Barber, and you're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's uh, uh, weekend is cruising along Uh, we got uh, lots on the go on this side first off uh, March 18th in Edmonton Kid Carson Byron Christopher Chris Sims and Wayne Peters I'm sitting in Edmonton as I record this right now I got to sit down with Byron Christopher that's gonna be Monday Uh, excellent excellent uh, stuff so if uh, that is at all of interest uh, to you in the show notes uh, is the link to that event of course um, we're talking legacy media censorship a whole bunch of different things and uh, I hope to see you all make a trip uh, to Edmonton. And if you're sitting in the Edmonton area, come on out. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, pretty excited about it, to be honest. And just uh, tidying some things up, getting some things locked away, and, and uh, excited to well to be there and everything else. Uh, I think it's going to be a, an electric night. I'm, I'm really excited for the four people on stage that night. They've uh, played different parts and roles, and in uh you know interviews on the podcast so i hope uh you can make it that way now uh today's sponsors RecTech power products they've committed to excellence uh, for the past 20 years in power sports industry they offer a full lineup including can-am do sea spider mercury evan mahindra Rockser, you know it's funny the the spider uh if you haven't seen what a spider is it's like a, a three-wheeled motorbike pretty slick and me and Helen got talking about it because i'm like oh that's pretty cool but i'm like i don't have my motorbike license whatever and they laid some uh, thought down on me i didn't really realize that you know and i guess i had never really thought about it to get your motorbike license you know you gotta essentially uh you get your learners and, and like, you know, train underneath. So you need, you need a class five. Right. And he's like, Oh, if you want to take one out, you know, you just got to ride with somebody who has a, has their, their motorbike license and that way you can just trail along and, and you know, i go experience it. I'm like, Oh really? Should we be taking a spider out once, once uh, the sun starts shining? I kind of think so. Anyways, I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> That's my sad, funny side story. If you want to go in and see what I'm talking about, head to Ra- head down to Rack Tech Power Products. That's uh, that's a spider, um, you know, it's a pretty slick little unit. If you're looking for the parts department, they can hook you up with any upgrades or odds and ends uh, here in the maintenance field, open Monday through Saturday. And for further details, visit them at rectechpowerproducts.com. Uh, McGowan Professional Chartered Accountants, that's Kristen and team, man, their busy season is about to start. I do not envy, I do not envy any accountant, especially when I walk in and be like, hey, Kristen, here is my stack of... BS that I've been hoarding for you for, you know, pretty much a year. And uh well, I'm excited to hand that off. That's that's what I'll say. And if you're looking for an accountant that uh can take care of uh, well, your bullshit, Kristen mcgowan I McGallan Professional Chartered Accountant comes highly recommended by the Sean Newman podcast. Let's just leave it there. Um she believes in the SMP show and supporting free speech and starting conversations. And uh heck, I I've been uh, thoroughly Um, pleased with bringing my business over there and having her deal and make me feel comfortable and everything else. Also, they're looking to hire. So if you're, uh, they're looking for a CPA and would really love to grab someone local to the area in Lloydminster and understand who understands the industries of our clients, you know, um, they offer uh, an amazing opportunity above average wages, uh, flexible time, benefits, and partnership opportunities. And, uh, you know, they're a local firm who provide full service accounting, consulting, tax, and financial planning services. For more information, visit visit them at McGowan uh, Gartner Management. They're a local uh, uh, local man. I I, I don't know what Sean's on holidays again, folks. I don't know. I'm sitting in Edmonton, you know. I got to read off some, anyways. <sighs> Gartner Management <laughs> is a Lloydminster based company specializing in all types of rental properties to help meet your needs. Whether you're looking for a small office. Or you got, uh, you know, multiple employees. Give away a call, 780-808-5025. Now, if you hear these ad reads and you're like, geez, I just can't wait to have my my company butchered. I would love to support the SMP and hear him screw up time and time again. We still have some opportunities available Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And uh, would love to have you a part of the team. Uh, just shoot me a text. Uh, the phone number is in the show notes. Would love to hear from you and see what we can do together. And, uh, yeah, no doubt I'll butcher you at some point and And, you know, that's just part of the fun on this side. Either way. Let's get on in that tale of the tape brought to you by Hancock Petroleum. For the past 80 years, they've been an industry leader in bulk fuels, lubricants, methanol, and chemicals delivering to your farm commercial or oil field locations. For more information, visit them at hancockpetroleum.ca. She's an artist, an entrepreneur, an author. I'm talking about Brandy Hofer. So buckle up. Here we go.
1: My name is Brandy Hofer and this is the Sean Newman Podcast.
0: Or why it helps people. Well, let's do this. Welcome yeah. to the Sean Newman Podcast. <laughs> let's today. us start. Uh, today I'm joined by Brandi Hofer. So, uh... Welcome welcome to the studio. I don't know if we've ever done this. Yeah. Uh, twi- mm, no, twice. no, no. We we've we've recorded, but we've recorded in your studio for sure. That was the first one. You you were in here for the oh, second right. one. Oh,
1: right. I was in here for like the Mother's Day special, second one.
0: So you have I been think. in here before. All yeah, right. I have. You have seen your husband's handiwork.
1: Yeah. But you you moved things around maybe since the last time i was here
0: well i used to sit on the end and and That's i'm like right. you know what I'm, like, I'm gonna i'm gonna grow up just I'm gonna a sit. bit
1: like cozier yeah
0: well it, it feels a little better <laughs> anyways i
1: feel like i have when i get your nose never stops growing and what <laughs> yeah your nose and your ears so sucks. so i'm gonna have a bad giant news noise? Oh, bad news and i feel like as i get older i'm like oh there's always and i do i see it in my camera when i'm like doing a story or something i was like yep there was a booger in my nose <laughs> or like just like something <laughs> you know and you can see it when you look at old people they always like their noses are quite, well, and I've, ears I've, are o- quite large. i've right? always
0: like, noticed the ears like i get the ears but i am kind of sad about the nose Now i'm, I'm gonna, fine f- i'm not gonna bring the camera like, back over to me folks what do you think ear
1: growth i need ear growth for sure but i'm not psyched about a nose growing but it's everybody. Everyone's why can't, why can't see, other things grow, you know? Another I, fun fact, your eyeballs are the same size from when you were born to when you get old. Really? When you asked me what we were going to talk about, this definitely wasn't top of mind. But.
0: Well, that's all right. I just, I just had on Dallas Alexander, I was saying, uh, he's the Canadian sniper. And yeah. me and him got talking about hair because he's got like this like model-like hair. I'm like, what, oh, the, lucky. what, do, you, what do you do with your hair? And finally, he's like, oh, I never thought I'd talk about this on a podcast. And he puts eggs in it once a week two eggs
1: to like conditioner. No, no, he doesn't or? use
0: shampoo or conditioner oh i see eggs.
1: that's what that's what washes it yeah smart
0: so so then anytime i i look Smart-ish, at a picture i don't know i don't know but it's funny when I, when I when i when i bring that out then the audience is like oh yeah my dad used to use uh, one of them was that my dad used to use um egg shampoo and i'm like what and he's like yeah it was a thing back i remember the bottle and everything i'm like okay and and these stories just slowly trickle in of people using eggs for uh, different things uh, a farmer oh, said they cool. used to give their their milk cows eggs and it used to make their their uh, coats shiny, shiny. Yeah.
1: okay i get it yeah i hear that i i did a stint in montreal for a couple months an artist thing and yeah a lot of people our age weren't washing they're were like yeah shampoos like well they were like more of like they were artists and naturalists and stuff and you know, you're there, they're like, you're, you're washing out all the good stuff. And so I get it. Yeah. I kind of get it. I, I've switched to natural products, but I don't know about rubbing eggs all over. I'm, I the t- plumber will come and they'll be like, "What? Well, what have you been doing? Well, I've been showering with eggs. Like, and that's how this happened. That would happen to me. That would be a thing. And then my husband would ask, you, would be like, what What have you been doing here? And I'd be like, well, I've been showering with eggs. Why? right
0: <laughs> i tell you what i'm I, I think i'm gonna just gonna try it for a week
1: yeah i mean w- w- why not i would try it for a month i a feel month? like trying trying you wanna, anything are we gonna, for a week is like not really trying um do you wash your you scrub and wash your hair every day
0: Mm, not every day i I, I shower every day but yeah. it, i would say i don't scrub and wash my hair every day yeah i would also say are you offering a challenge right now or is, is brandy and sean gonna do an egg challenge oh, in the hair
1: gross okay There you go. I bathe, so I don't even know how I'm gonna wash my hair with eggs (laughs) I'm a nighttime bather for self-care and like Just relaxing
0: Like a bathtub you're talking.
1: Yeah, I have a Glorious setup and you just went on a holiday and like I hate going on holidays for the fact that like I don't have my soft sheets and like my bathtub and like I was thinking about it the other day because everyone says you you're supposed to like sit in gratitude I've been trying this for years <laughs> um, and, To
0: the listener, Brandy has three young boys yeah. So uh, how's that going? Anyways. I'm just
1: like, you know, I'm 30-something uh, And <laughs> we're around 36 or 7 or something You're maybe 37 I turn 37 here in a couple months Yeah, there we go And uh, like, I'm just like, you know... <laughs> My house is very, and I'm trying to be gracious, like it's spectacular. I actually, I lived in a house like 30% this size growing up. And now at this young, bright age, I'm living in this like dream home. And how did I get here? Just, a, it's, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Anyways, I don't like leaving. I like going adventuring, but I don't like leaving the essential like place where you get the best sleep on earth.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, well, I tell you what, we came home. Uh, okay, so let's tell a child story here, shall we? Um, every time we get to, I was thinking, I'm like, to the new people who've never heard of Brandy Hofer, this is an interesting way. She's been on the podcast twice, yes. So go back and 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 track down those episodes. We always have funny kids stories. So here's here's my latest. Okay, we arrive in Calgary Airport, and we're supposed to fly. I don't know, we're supposed to have an hour layover. So we're sitting in customs, getting ready. Casey has already passed out on the first flight. That's our youngest. And he's. we brought along a stroller, or um, a wagon. So we put him in there, and he is dead to the world. So we're going through customs. And, like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, 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 like, laughing at this. Because, like, you're going to, he, he doesn't even ask to see him. We're pulling a child across, and he's just, like, out to the world. I'm sure my face looks like I've been through hell and back. Then the flight gets delayed. We end up flying out of Calgary at 1 in the morning to Edmonton for like a 37-minute flight. That to is put brutal. everybody in, to put everybody back in. My Mel's gosh. like, well, you just want to get a hotel room? I'm like, no. I am driving home. And so we had, what, the three kids in car slash airport slash plane for something like 15 straight hours. Awful. i mean they were great my children were great but i think any parent can just be like even doing that without
1: kids is not fun it's frustrating
0: yeah i know but but now that you do like if you get to travel without kids i've always i I used to have the i I did this video once upon a time like when i was traveling this is well before covid uh i was traveling by myself mel and the kids were already in minnesota at the her family's place and i had like my carry on and i was like walking and i was like, dit, 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 dit. like the and, then, and then and then the her. way back i felt like the grinch that stole christmas we had we had car seats we had uh we had the stroller we had 18 bags right cuz i mean like going there you just you almost pack pack the kitchen sink it's ridiculous
1: yeah no that's that's <laughs> i went to new york in september like while i was uh, showing my art there And, and yeah, I like, it was, it was so great. It was, it was the best. It's a real holiday. It's a real, it's a real treat because, but now that our kids are getting older, it's getting, yes, I went, yes, there's no fucking way I'm taking three kids and my partner to New York for five days. Like that would be my nightmare. That would be my nightmare. And it was an art thing. I was there to meet people I have been uh, like meeting with for like five years online right? These, How was that these, experience? It was, it was phenomenal. It was really cool. It was like a bucket list moment for me, exhibiting artwork in New York, right? So it was, and it felt like I knew th- I still like, it felt like we had just, yeah, known each other that whole time. It was like, we weren't meeting online. There's like, here are all my friends. And we had the best time ever. Most of them live in and or around New York, but So it wasn't like, I was like super high, right? I was like, this is the best. And yeah, it was a cool, cool experience.
0: Well, you know, when we first, uh, I can't remember, you know, the first time I ever had you on, geez, what was that? That was like episode like, I don't even know. Was it, was it? I think it
1: was 2019, you think?
0: Well, 2019 is when the podcast began. This is what I'm saying. You were one of the origin story episodes.
1: Yeah. Because I was super pregnant and in that time of my life in the season of parenting and I was pregnant with Teddy and chasing around my two other kids on the street so much so hard I was so tired I remember I got to the hospital and nurse is like you're so tanned you're glowing you look so good what have you been doing where did you go like it's just that Pavement was bouncing the Sun back on my face on the road because I've been on the road all summer. <laughs> that's it Epis- Just following around kids on striders and like playing street hockey and pulling my groin and
0: Episode 23
1: 23 Amazing. when you,
0: when you think about this you will be episode 390
1: 394 good for you. I think that's cool
0: Uh let me let me pull that up too right now i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure for the can't get it wrong yes back to back you'll be well you mentioned that
1: you mentioned it and so you came on my podcast and i was a dick and i forgot about it (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so so it's,
1: it's it's my last podcast, so you can go my podcast. I know, and find but out it, all the information. Yeah,
0: you say your dick. It, it's 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 like it, it's it's whatever. I've re, I've recorded with people and then been like, listen, this isn't going to come out for a very long time because I'm going to use this when I go on holidays because it really doesn't. And I try now. I can't do that. Like I'm releasing anywhere between four and five episodes a week, and so it's That's like
1: crazy. It it is,
0: but it isn't. Do you paint every day?
1: Uh, I, no, not anymore. I used to, I used to, it used to be my thing. And then it's just like, wow, I have a fuckload of paintings, like so many. And, um, and I, but that's not why I was doing it. And I have this, I'm always myself, like I'm always honest. And, and that's what I needed at the time. Like I was in the throes of parenthood. I had just lost my mom and I was healing and, and I needed to heal and that and I needed to show up somewhere every day because I have copious amounts of energy and it needs to be channeled somewhere or I actually go crazy and drive all the other people around me pretty crazy. (laughs) So um, yes, if you don't know, if you haven't heard of me, I have uh, my own podcast, Color Me Happy. I just wrote a book in that time as well after I painted way too much and I was like, I was burnt out because I was selling art uh, but I don't think it was paying off like I didn't see the exchange um, of time and effort for money and let's face it and I had not good money mindset you need money if if I want to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish if I want to give back to my community I need I need money like I volunteered my time and and time is our most precious commodity that is a commodity as well but like I need to be paid for my efforts and my talent. And I have a great quote, um, maybe, <laughs> from Jim Carrey. Uh, I'm pretty good at memorizing my quotes, but I haven't memorized Jim. Jim is so great. Like, He's a depth. Oh, like, yeah. His YouTube, well, his, anytime his, you hear him speak. His, or,
0: his uh, one about his father is probably my favorite. I don't know if you've heard that. He, he talks about his dad working a job for pretty much all of his life and then getting... Um, not fired, but basically uh, bought out or, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, laid off. And he goes, you can fail at something you don't want, so why not try something you do want? Because, I, mean, I mean, both ways you can fail. I mean, he, so he's talking about his dad, uh, not wasting his life, but he always wanted to be a comedian, his dad. Yeah. So the depth of Jim Carrey, yeah, is, well, most some people think he's gone a little Lulu, but... At the end of the day I like i kind of love it i know he, he's a painter he's he's brilliant yeah he is he'd be a, he'd he's, be a f-
1: if you're speaking of extra energy yeah,
0: right he'd be a brilliant interview oh my gosh everything like i see dream. of him yeah
1: like a true dream yeah he was with jerry seinfeld on his like show thing
0: the comedians in cars
1: maybe that one so- sounds right and they went okay. to his art studio and stuff it was really cool Um, And he's just a goofball. But okay, so I found it. I didn't find it in the notes that I (laughs) prepared for today, but I found it in my book uh, because it's in there. Uh, How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. The effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all your glory. So... Uh, you take something like that, and, and, and he knows. He does manifestation. He does all that. Have you heard the Dumb and Dumber thing? He he wrote a check out to himself, uh, acting services rendered, and, and $10 million, and folded it and kept it in his wallet. And what was he paid for Dumb and Dumber?
0: $10, $10 million? Yeah. What's in your wallet then?
1: <laughs> Nothing.
0: <laughs> well, so, you hear
1: that story? I went... <laughs> you I hear went that story my you wallet <laughs> yesterday to the co-op. She's like, because I had a gift card and there was $1.14 left. And I was like, oh, I should cover this with cash at least. And then I was like, I don't have cash because I have three fucking kids who empty my wallet all the time. Of course, I don't have cash. What's in my wallet? Yeah, that's a good. Let's just. Anyway, I had terrible money mindset. I was reading Jen Sincero's uh, book, uh, You're a Badass at Making Money. Her book, <laughs> getting some paper out there, Sean.
0: Well, you can't tell, you, you're you about to go on to a story, okay? Yeah. And for the listener, the last time me and you chatted that I recall, we were talking about, you know, don't, don't sell yourself short, Sean. You might go across Toronto and blah, 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 blah. I yeah, been to I Toronto. said that to you. I haven't been to Toronto. But at the same time, a lot of things have come to pass in the time since we last talked. And a now you're telling things. me Jerry, Jim Carrey carried around... Uh, an IOU in his wallet for ten million. Now, that's setting the bar pretty high. That's where you want to put yours. I don't even need to know. I don't what you want put
1: on to here. put mine there. I don't I don't think that's realistic.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, hey.
1: I mean, who knows, but ten ten mil? Like I'm also I'm not, even not gonna, in the acting industry. It's funny, I'm not gonna put although it. I five years ago it wouldn't have been caught on a video either. So
0: Oh I'm um, sorry for the I'm just like, okay.
1: Because I get self conscious, I'm like, I for sure have boogers.
0: <laughs> um,
1: where are my hands?
0: I think you look lovely this morning, mm. and I'm sure the, the listener does too. If they are watching, you look that
1: handsome and lovely as well.
0: Yeah, we're just paying each other compliments now.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyway, he, he, I'm a good manifester too. Actually, uh, New York manifested that, uh, for sure. And, but not only manifesting, here's the thing about manifesting, um, you have to put a uh, purpose and action behind it, I truly believe it, because
0: New York didn't just p- Well, the podcast isn't just p- No. It, it takes energy. Oh, for sure, right? moving co- forward every day. Co- copious amounts of energy.
1: <laughs> Showing up every day. Uh, I asked for that opportunity. I was like, so uh, Alicia Puig, who, who runs PXP Contemporary, we're gonna put numbers I t- on it today. I, I, I
0: tell you what, if there will be one thing we we'll remember about this episode, okay, we're let's gonna write. Do it. Well,
1: if if our last episode, uh, not on yours, but on mine, and we we talk about the same things kind of every time, but uh, on mine, we. D- we did say like we were, and we talk about it in person all the time. Like what, where is this going to go? What is this? Where's it going to lead? I hope it leads here. And then it like does in a certain way. The thing about uh, manifesting is that you have to leave room for it to actually take its own path. Sure. You can't plan it out because we don't know. So I asked Alicia. Uh, so,
0: so is it okay if I don't put a number on mine? Cause it, I know exactly what I'm going to talk. I'm going to put in there.
1: Okay, you're ready. Let me finish this one story.
0: But does it have to be a number?
1: It doesn't have to be a number. Just Good. Manifesting can be anything. Good. Manifesting. Perfect. And actually I'm talking about on our podcast this week is writing is your greatest tool. Writing like daily is your greatest tool in life uh, for so many reasons. Um, anyway, so I, I messaged her and I was like, are you doing any exhibitions in 2024? Uh, for artists like because you go to these art fairs right all over the world you can go to miami you can go to europe you can go to they have these giant ass art fairs and she's like no yeah so we might go here in 2024 uh and but we are going to new york uh in 2023 but we're full um so I'm like okay uh, She's like but I'll keep you in mind for the future So in that in that message You're like she's just being kind Right I'll keep you in mind for the future That's like a polite say way of Typically like brushing someone off Right professionally that's a great Way to brush someone off professionally However two days later she's Like JJ uh, Galloway uh, Wants to split a wall For female figured op- Figurative artists international ones uh, You know celebrating The feminine and are you in? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Like, of course, yes, yes. I had no money. <laughs> I had no money to go to New York. Um, and so because you have to think about like travel, uh, shipping your artwork, that's like $600 and, and like all that. But I was like, if I go to New York, I also, it's an opportunity to, you know, meet all these women, whatever. So put it on my credit card. Hope for the best. Uh, my, I was like, I don't have the money to go. My auntie's like, I'll give you the money. I was like, no, 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 I'll I'll figure it out. It'll work out, I know. And then, like I said to you before we started recording, I went on a vacation, kind of left it up to the wind. My uh, friend, uh, Jessie, she shared my uh, portrait class, which is such a great class, super approachable. She shares it with all her followers. She's a portrait artist, so it just like, pff, there was my New York money right there. While I was on holiday, just a whole bunch of classes sold and it was just like, it was meant, it was meant to happen and it was just one of those things and I trusted it and then I ended up getting uh, from the Canada Council for Arts funding and support, like it cost me like 10 grand to go go to New York, like it's not, it's not pennies to go to New York and then they covered the rest, Uh, I got a grant that, you know, I just put faith in it because it takes three months to process, so And that covered the rest. It was exactly the amount that I needed to go to New York, have that experience. Did I sell any artwork? No. Does that, is that what matters? Uh, Lots of other artists like met me, saw me, messaged me. And I exhibited in New York. So that's always there.
0: Uh, Sometimes, well, let me think about this. Lots of times the initial... uh, going to a place, meeting a bunch of people, whatever comes of those experiences, the, uh, like those are like little seeds that are are planted initially because you have no idea. I, oh my no gosh, idea.
1: you never know.
0: Um, where I sit right now with the podcast and people like supporting it, uh, which all of you are wonderful human beings, um, I have a few different businesses that have reached out that initially came from like, I have no idea where, right? I actually meet with them uh, again tomorrow. And they're like huge supporters, huge, uh, not just financially, but like opening up doors that I had no idea, no idea were there, folks, you know, like you're just like oblivious. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how that stuff happens. You know, Uh, that's that's a a large Why? Yeah, that's that's a large question. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, regardless, uh, I'm a huge, huge believer in Jim Carrey. Like uh, this is this is the this is just a brief chunk of it my father could have been a great comedian but he didn't believe that that was possible for him and so he made conservative choices and then he goes on to say that you know he ends up getting laid off and so the power you know like basically you can fail at what you don't want so why not try something you do i love that you can fail what you don't want so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love that Mm -hmm. yeah could have been a great comedian uh he got a safe job and as an accountant and when and when I was 12 years old, he got let go from that safe job. I learned many great lessons from my father, uh, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Yeah, I think and, they
1: like lived in a van at some point.
0: And if, if I'm being truthful, I would say that is, and if you tack it onto the quote behind me that Joe Rogan did, uh, I would say that's an easy thing, easier thing to do at an early stage in life. So if you're in your 20s, listening to this, you've got the world by the tail, mm-hmm. or world by the nuts, or world by whatever. It, you really the, have you the have labia. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> you have a real opportunity because you can you can you can you know you can I I can live off a lot I can live off very little, but as soon as you have all the you know the responsibilities of house kids, yeah. wife, you know just. It can feel like, like a lot. It can feel like a lot and it's tough to make the choice. But uh, the reason why this always comes up with us too is because we're in the throes of pushing as hard as we can on that. That's why it, every time I talk to you, we go down this rabbit hole. It's because, uh, you know, like four years ago, folks, I interviewed Brandy on episode 23. So that would have been like, you know, at that point in time I was doing an episode a week. So, you know, what's that? That's uh, five, almost six weeks into podcasting is what I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... We talked about a whole, like, different thing, you know, of like... And at that time, I looked at you, and I was like, I think you're successful. I just do. You are extremely talented. Are there hoops you got, you got to jump through or hurdles you got to cross, etc.? It's like, yeah. And so that every year we have one of these conversations... It's kind of like a check-in. Well, how things going? Well, it's busy. I didn't realize it was going to be like this, yeah. right? And yet here I am, three ninety-four. You've been to New York. You've uh, done a lot of different things. Like I mean, the the list. You're the second. You know, I want to make sure when I say this, but I'm pretty sure that you're the second guest I've had on here. When they came on, as not an author. They were just you know like a uh, an entrepreneur of sorts. And now you're the second one in literally the last month to release a book or. To give me a, a book that you they've written, I'm like, holy mm-hmm. crap, this is pretty cool. Mm. Like that's that's a huge yeah. I actually jump don't know why years ago. I
1: wrote a book or or what the purpose was, and I wasn't planning on doing like a book tour or public speaking or anything like that. because well, like, I don't know I how I that. Remember works. how much you love
0: public speaking? Yeah,
1: yeah. And now I'm doing it all the time. It's terrible. I like it though. I like it because it's it it lifts me up. I'm excited to do it. I'm maybe not the best at it. I'm sure shit human when I do it. And I think that people connect to that. And uh, yeah, I'm finding myself excited to do the things that I I would have like ran away from before. I still don't know why I wrote a book, Uh, but I did sit up one day when I was like, I was actually in a massage, so I was naked and I had to stop her i had to stop her and sit up i was like i have to catch this in a voice memo because i'll forget it that's how ideas work and and i came home and i was like i know what my book's called <laughs> and everyone looked at me like what book like what and and just creatively from there so like as a creative you could stuff me in a closet and i would like write you a song or some poems or like anything like i will create no matter what I was I was just burnt out from painting I I uh, met with my art consultant she was like the world's changing just try to sell uh, painting after painting custom artwork on your website and that year I did a hundred and thirty pieces of artwork original so I had to create that doesn't make sense doesn't make sense to it's not sustainable I have a lot of energy again so I was burnt out, so naturally I just like went into writing, and it was like, "What have I learned so far in this life?" And then you put it down in words, fifteen minutes a day—that's all it took, and, and not really all it took. Did took you a lot of work? Did because you enjoy I self published Like yes, like, it was. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, and 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 now I see it helping people, and people connecting to it, and people laughing out loud in airplanes, sending me messages, and like I just laughed out loud, and everyone looked at me.
0: I tell you, I just I just started... Or a sub- I'm bawling. I just started Lots a sub stack. Yeah. Uh, never thought I would do that. But I was like exploring a bunch of different things and it keeps coming across my desk, right? Mm-hmm. I suck at writing. And the reason I do a podcast and I'm not a, a blogger is pretty evident, right? Like it's nice and easy. And then I wrote my first one and I, couldn't, I w- was very surprised at how... Uh, addicting it was to sit in like i used to journal a little bit and i understand, like it's very good to get your thoughts out of your brain onto a sheet and actually see them for what they are mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense uh to like read them aloud after you've written them out and be like well that's dumb <laughs> cuz that's happened or that's that's a really interesting doesn't matter thought.
1: though they say with your like um uh, mind dumps you're not supposed to reread them but i like to use everything that i create so <laughs> I'm like, I don't like to waste time. Um, okay. That's so interesting <laughs>
0: though. Why do they say that?
1: Uh, I think morning pages, like when you talk about like the Artist way in morning pages, it's just like, it's like treated like a diary, but I don't, I don't think it has to be that way. Mm. It can be whatever I, way I, you want it.
0: I, I, I do it. Um, I like to, if I have a problem, if I write about it, then I can start to see how I'm looking at And then I, I can write about it some more. Through it. And work it through, or at least... Uh it's complex. The the, mm. the next Substack I'm writing right now, which is funny that this comes up because it's anyways, is I think if you write it down too, it can, it's more likely to come true. Yeah. Well, the next Substack I'm writing, spoiler here folks for this week is is about uh, I got asked about my my journey towards religion, God, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I'm I'm uh I'm, faith faith thank you i'm trying mumbling around this and this is kind of how the sub has been going i'm like i, I like, wrote a two two pager three pager i'm like oh my god sean okay we gotta like can-. anyways um it's interesting to try and get something complex like that that i fully do not understand and that's the disclaimer at the start i was like listen i i don't i don't know if i'd read this but this is one guy's journey into it and th- going from like almost atheism three years ago where you know you know almost there is nothing uh, or or meaninglessness or you know you kind of get the anyways mm-hmm. to nope that's that was batshit crazy and I don't agree with that anymore
1: I uh, had a similar journey um, and I, I feel like everyone has a right to believe in what they what whatever higher power they they go with here because anyway we're not going to get well, into that well, well, but well here's, so, the, here's so, the thing there's
0: like how many different cultures are there right right and all of them have their belief system set up it's, actually you know you mentioned ta- listening to francis Widowson and, and matricia brower mm-hmm. matricia brower when i sat bower not brower uh, when i sat back and thought about it i'm like that's really because she's finding her way back to first nations beliefs culture all that stuff and like if you just take a step back and think about it you're like huh my culture has been built through the church it just as mm-hmm. and and so there's there's a little bit of comfort or or maybe you know it's probably why i'm draw, drawn so much to jordan peterson because he's breaking down something very complex that nobody does anymore we all just wrote it off as like nah, it's kind of like right. old don't worry about all that they mm-hmm. they did a bunch of things to kids and, and don't worry about that it's like well, no that's not exactly true anyways um I mean, it's true, but it's not like the yeah, whole picture. Like, Sorry, definitely not Sorry.
1: untrue. Uh, but the thing is, just not uh, the whole picture. No, that's all I meant. Right. So, I haven't listened to him, but I have had conversations uh, with people who do listen to him, um, and but I don't want to go into it too much here. Um, but <laughs> there is, there is why not because it's such a fucking heated thing and it takes really so much you're not a jordan in.
0: you're not a jordan peterson man. uh
1: i i haven't listened to him i just mm. have had a, many conversations about um uh anyway no well <laughs> no no it's but it's i fine. do sean i i do see proof in 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 higher higher a higher power something else at work that we can't see or feel because that that's how our brain works our brains can't like you know, I didn't I talk to your sister about this? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I did a long time ago. Our brains are protecting, protecting us, right? Because you can't bring in all the information at once because you'd be overwhelmed, like so overwhelmed. Um, and I just had a guest on too, and she talks about there is actually uh, neurons in your gut and your heart. So your brain's like your safety net right? So that's like, you're actually thinking from all those things. Um, and, and and so I do believe that there is something more at work, whatever you want to call it, universal intelligence, uh, anything like that. Um,
0: and what do you, what do because you... I've
1: seen proof in it. I talk about it in my book.
0: What do you, what do you Fuck, think?
1: If I find another dime somewhere after my mom died, I just like have thousands of dimes. <laughs> and like family members, like get up from a massage and like I had a dime stuck to my back, (laughs) like, like, and then we all send each other or I just finished a mural outside and there's like a dime in the puddle in the rain. And, and it's like, she's there. What's what's the significance of a dime? My mom had this thing about dimes that they were like a sign. They were a sign. And, and, uh, I, I was best man in a wedding. I was like, I got to welcome Aaron into the family. And so I'm like, I need a dime because that was, It was my mom's best friend. I need a dime. The only thing I would talk about, what's in my wallet? There was just one dime. So I welcomed him to the family, gave him the dime. It's just like there's so many things that when you look back, it's just, it's almost like magic and it's really beautiful. And I feel like the more open you are to that magic, because I was closed off, same as you, I was like, I don't, I don't think so. And uh, so, the the more you're open the more it's just it's just it's just well, you more can just fun. see
0: the you can just see the beauty playing out
1: yeah yeah and when we talk about um uh following your dreams and, and like jim carrey and that whole story uh there's this there's this quote and it's uh the greatest gift you can give yourself is to find something that you are naturally adept at and find a way to make a living at it because if you do that Every day will be a play day. You're never battling upstream. You love what you do. And if you love what you do, why do you want to stop doing it? Judge Judy.
0: Welcome. (laughs) Judge Judy. Welcome. Yeah, but Judge Judy obviously loves sitting in front of people. She does.
1: Like, and she's like, how long ago was Judge Judy uh, like doing that? Like, you know? I don't know. Just I, rocking out. And in, in, like, we all remember it from our childhood. Like, she served the world. She, she, you know, that's one woman who, or Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. Like, there is some, you know.
0: 2021 was season 25.
1: <laughs> that's it. She's still doing it.
0: I don't know. It doesn't show that it's still going right now. But 25 seasons, for sure, she did it.
1: That's that's got to be a record for, like, show numbers.
0: Judith. Now I'm curious if she's still alive. Age 80.
1: The thing is, you, you do these things and, and oh, you don't no, maybe know. Oh, no.
0: Now, now it's Judy Justice. So it is Judy still going. Judy Yep, and she's 80 years old.
1: Judith Susan Bloom is her
0: name. Yes.
1: Uh, you We do these things and we just don't know. And I think you have to, like, overcome fear and move past yourself. Isn't that cool? And the And the brain. Isn't that
0: cool? that uh you know for me i don't look at painting and go that's what i want to do right everybody you know sitting on this side i'm like everybody wants to play in the nhl and that's the only way you can ever experience happiness blah 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 blah. but for some people it was you know we're pointing out it was being a judge and i can't imagine that being fun like i just i just (laughs) i can't imagine that being fun um certainly in in your shoes i'm like i i got zero artistic talent um you know, my wife makes fun of me. Uh, for by
1: time. the way, this is a creative platform. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it in is. The, in there's that you, an art to this. In using your talents, I don't have those talents is all I'm getting at, right? Mm. Um No, but but then I found this and I'm like, some people stare at four or five podcasts a week and I'm like, listen, I have a goal at some point in my life to do 365 and 365. I think it will be unreal
1: what is that i don't know what you're talking about
0: 365 podcasts in 365 days okay a podcast a day for a year what you're talking about with (laughs) okay with uh i don't know if it uh, i'm still working through the thought process on this on whether it'd be 365 different people or just 365 different episodes
1: yeah you could cut some up (laughs) no 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 No, definitely never never Never?
0: i've done that only once ever where i cut one into two No, if I did 365 and 365, all I mean is, could Brandy Hofer come on twice? I think so. I think that's a rule I don't want to put on myself.
1: Like, I could come on twice. Well, come on twice, but like I could... um i have two big subjects that i want to talk about well today. Let's like, start, you know uh, anyways, I mean? anyways. Let, let, let's let's talk yeah. about one of
0: them sure yeah what, what's, what's 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 well, well, well do you want to talk about your mural coming up do you want to talk about your book yeah what? we
1: can continue talking about the book i feel like it's it's a very human experience that we've already been talking about
0: where like, where where can people and, pick up a copy of uh color me happy the, uh see your
1: everyday ordinary is extraordinary uh, calling Me Happy is more like the podcast brand and, and, and stuff like that, which I just came up with on a whim, which, you know, never really thought that through. Um, and that was the first motivational speech I gave was don't overthink it. Um, because if you do, you probably won't do it, right? And that was the first time I spoke publicly. Uh, Taryn Kelly asked me to the Inspiring Women's Conference in 2018. I think it was the day I found out I was pregnant with. Teddy so timeline here uh, the year before I came on your podcast and I said no and they were like just meet us for coffee Uh, (laughs) because all that stays in my brain is me crying in front of my grade 9 class when I read my poetry Uh, and I never knew at that. So that stopped me from, like, writing and sharing myself because of that experience, which now I'm like, that's a beautiful thing. Like, I felt my poetry so much that I wept. Like, that is good for you. And my teacher was impressed, and she was the best ever. But, like, I was, like, never doing that again because I was, what, 13 or 14 or something? No. And, yeah, so and I was like, fuck that. I'm avoiding thinking that hard ever again and I will just I don't want to feel that pain and so anyway we sit down for coffee with Tara and Kelly and I was like I'm not sure what you guys are thinking and I'm not sure what I would talk about I don't have anything to say and they're like we think you have something to say so I sat on that for like three months I worked on that one like 11 minute speech and I've come a long way because now I do weekly speeches on the podcast and I weekly send out uh, writing, right? So I have a weekly inspiration newsletter. So, uh, yeah, I try to, I try to, I try to connect people to that. Like, this is a creative form. You are in a creative realm. You are connected to something. You do have purpose. It is meaningful. And that's what that is about. That is about, uh, seeing your life, um, as like a foundation and building blocks to who you are. And it's, it's taking you to where you're meant to be and to honoring that path and honoring who you are and honoring the things that had have happened. Like, no, I did not want grief and loss in my life. No, I didn't want to lose my mother, then lose my father-in-law and have them not be around to be with us in this stage of our lives. Absolutely not. But what did that teach us? And I sat about thinking about that last night is like, there are these turning points in our lives and we know what they are and they change. They change our life forever. And that is one of those things for me that my life will never be the same. I became a mother and and lost my sense of home. So I've been working on building that sense of home from that point on and getting that back. And And you do that through people and connection. That's what means something. Meaning, like, uh, your purpose. You need to have your purpose and you need to also, you know, have that love in your life. I think finding play in every part of your day, like, it's, um, it's like fitting play, uh, self care, all those things, all those little things into one day. And, and you find this like incredible balance. I'm not saying there's not hard days. I share that all the time. There are shit days and, uh, I know you have them, like highs and lows, and um, but if you didn't have
0: the shit day, how could you tell the great day?
1: Exactly. There's always light to the if 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 it wasn't dark, you'd never be able to find the light. That whole thing. That is a chapter in my book. Everything I talk about, pretty much a chapter in my book. And actually, Steph Steph Monroe, who I'm working with, uh, LRHF, She's like Kurt. I ran into Kurt Price on the track, and I had a really long conversation with Kurt the other day. He let me say way too much he probably he was probably like I know that Brandy will answer all my questions honestly so I'm just gonna go with this and ask her so many things and he did (laughs) anyway so I went on I said vagina and made him very uncomfortable uh (laughs) or something probably more than once uh my husband's like you swore 16 times I was like you counted (laughs) like why anyway uh but I mean, part of your job is entertainment. I get that. And he's like, where does the honesty come from? Anyway, Steph runs into Kurt on the track and she's like, we talked about something you said to Kurt that resonated with him. And so like the things we do, the things we say, they're they're out there and they, they have value, they have purpose and they have impact. And I'm finding uh, my value and impact and um, it's like, I don't even know how I got so lucky. Our community is really special. It's all I can say is, I it, my creativity has led to something way beyond what I ever expected. So.
0: Well, I'll, I'll uh, agree with you. We have uh, quite the the special community. Um, fight. We 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 all fight in our own unique ways. I always find it interesting when when we sit across from each other. And you won't talk about Jordan Peterson because you know how much. Well, I don't know. I
1: don't know anything about Jordan Peterson I, other than like no, 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 I've no. had I, some like but, heated but uh, talks. All, with all
0: I mean is, <clears throat> all I mean is, there's certain things that you've said in the last 15 minutes. I'm like, that could be interesting. I know I will piss off a lot of people if we talk about that and hear Brandy's views on X, Y, Z. And uh, on the uh, on the flip side, um, it's like, and yet we can still. Th- to me, this is like a lost. You were asking me before we started how I go about dealing with two polar Polar opposites conversations. conversations. And people. And yet, it's so needed because if we don't allow for it, what eventually happens is really dark times. Like, really us that Like, I've talked to too many people now that have uh, either seen war, been to war, um, some of the worst atrocities that humankind has ever put on humankind. And they always start with uh, us and them. And us and them is all about words and how you talk about the other side and whatever else, right? Mm. So when you bring up Jordan Peterson, things like that, it's like Jordan Peterson, uh, for me, changed my life. And anyone but Brandy Hofer, what you're doing could be changing somebody's life. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's beauty in that. doesn't mean I agree with everything Jordan Peterson says. It doesn't mean I have to agree with everything Brandy Hofer says. Absolutely not. But sitting here, it's like, I want to give the opportunity for every guest I've ever had on here where I think it was crap or People are going to hate that. Or whatever thought goes through my brain, there's always at least one. Always one text saying, man, that episode was fucking fantastic, exactly what I needed. I'm like, oh, God, all right, well. And if you take that thought process into any conversation you're going to have, that may- maybe there's something there to learn. Uh, I haven't been maybe. steered wrong with that. I've had to bite my tongue a lot. I've had to you don't think adjust. It's,
1: you don't think it's perpetuating hate? What's that? Like some of the conversations where people are like, you know,
0: no, uh, not
1: being kind to others. Let's uh, just say,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <are> <laughs> like giving
1: a platform to a person
0: who 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 you know who in general you know, are you like talking about? So,
1: someone who's just like, you know, attacking a certain um, establishment or something, and and they're they're saying these things, and you're just like, you don't think that's perpetuating hate in a way?
0: Um, so I think that people are really smart. I think my audience is really, really smart. There's a reason why I don't edit anything. Mm, mm-hmm. So I don't cut out anything. They get to hear it all. Right. Because I want to hear and it And
1: that's all. understanding. Like, and you're so honest about that. And so if I
0: brought on, uh, well, uh, Jeremy McKenzie is probably one of the most scalding hot people in all of Canada. It doesn't mean you have to know who he is, but, you know, like, he's been under attack for a long time. When he comes on the show... Um, if people like what he says, then they're going to go follow him and they're going to listen to more and, and maybe they're going to find along the way that, oh, maybe this isn't what I wanted. Mm. Um, when you come on and you talk for longer than five minutes, I don't know. You got to you got to expand on your thought process. And people in this audience smell out bull- bullshit well before I ever do. And I find that really interesting. So propelling hate speech, I I don't know.
1: The way I think about it is that... I can't, I can't release a lot of information about this, but uh, when it comes to, you know, and, and social media, the dangers of social media, like basically what we're talking about. When, when see my algorithm, my algorithm oh yeah, is you in like your... positivity, blah, 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 sure. blah, because I'm, that's like what kind of person I am. Like let's lift up and inspire people. But if you take a person who is maybe not doing so great, and I've been in and, and don't get me wrong, you guys, I came out of dark places. I, I I worked really fucking hard to come into positivity and making change and and coming into the person I was meant to be. Um there were times in my life where I drank a lot to mask what was going on. I've seen dark times. I've gone through some stuff. I don't I don't drink anymore. Like there's there's things so so if, if, if you get this person in this dark, dark time and, and, and they the algorithm or, or social media or a, or a podcast or anything uh, gets them going in that cycle and they're not mentally well, like I feel there's a responsibility to that because I know and, and you're like, well, that's not going to happen to me. I'm not surrounded by that. Someone in my own neighborhood was collecting guns we live a block not even from a school so someone's in this cycle of hate and what what the fuck was he planning on doing right
0: so why was he collecting in my guns?
1: neighborhood we don't know and you know what he didn't go to jail
0: yeah but the jail not
1: mentally well not that jail would have solved anything but
0: there's, we got we got lots of issues you know, in society, Brandy. right?
1: That that's what I mean. I know I know we have to talk about them, but like that is the scary uh, flip side that I I see of like. Um, but I would argue.
0: Um, I would argue, and I don't know if I'm right in this, but um, by trying to control a narrative, mm, drives people.
1: No, I agree with you there. You can't tell people what to do or what to think. No, no. So, I, but. I, you can you can you can empower them and lift them up too.
0: A hundred percent agree. I just so when it comes back to um, what I do, it's like would I stray away from any conversation? No. But Sean also needs to get better at uh, feeling comfortable with pushing back. I, I know audience mm. members talk about it all the time. It's one, hard. But one of the things I've always done is I've allowed people to speak, and give them a platform, an opportunity to say their thoughts and and. You know, if it resonates with somebody, great. And if it doesn't, that's great. People text me all the time about things that bother them and everything else. Um, But I don't know. uh, I don't distance myself from anyone, um, mainly because I've been distanced from. And that's a very, you know, and uh, I can say it openly. It was a medical choice. And being distanced from that when all of us now know that, I mean, I think we all know. Who knows? That uh, that was an insane time to live Mm. has put me in this mind frame of like, who else are we doing that to? And why are we doing that? And what's the prerogative behind it? So to have people on to speak from their perspective about what they believe and what they see, I think is just like, it's really healthy for people to hear things they disagree with, things they really agree with and trying to not fuel a fire of let's go. I don't know. um, Raid whatever, right? Like, uh, to me it's, it's information. And the more we allow people to hear, the more they can be like, Oh, okay. I don't know how many people, probably from your book, how many people have been like, man, I didn't realize other people thought like this, or I didn't realize other people dealt with whether it's, um, dark times, kids, parenting, business, entrepreneurship. For me, it was uh, a lot through COVID. A lot of people felt like, you know the world was closing in on them and they had nowhere to escape and then they found this little thing called the podcast and it gave them a little bit of just a glimpse of light and i mm. wasn't doing it for them i was doing it as much for me as anything because i was like what are we doing like where are we going and so to me i don't know how we get out of this like uh spiral we're in where we can't uh sit across from one another and have like a like a a conversation where you don't have to agree with everything. I, but we can treat each other, like, cordially. Humans. Yeah, human. That's what I mean. And that's like, what I mean. But the but there's humanness so much...
1: to it. But there are some people who won't.
0: Yeah, I no, know. But, th- but th- that's on us in society to find ways to break through that, you mm-hmm. know? Like...
1: Well, we are not all cut from the same cloth. Right? I just want to
0: <laughs> So is it impossible then?
1: No. I I... I <sighs> absolutely not uh, I, I I genuinely feel that there is space for everyone to be their own person as long as you're not like I'm not saying as long as you're not hurting anyone right as long as what? you're not hurting yourself or others uh, and And I think this world would be, (laughs) this is exactly what I didn't want to talk about today, Sean. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But it's on my mind and I had questions for you. So again, Kurt Price got me and so did you and Brandy. Well, I'll just pull that out of you because I will say what's on my mind and I will tell you my honest answer. And, um, And I think when we have more compassion and love and empathy and understanding of one another, and when we stop instead of react, you know, I think, I think there's power to that and there's moving forward together um, and accepting that this person's not going to believe in the same thing that I do. And that is okay, right?
0: Listen, we have how many immigrants coming across uh, the ocean uh, from the South, from exactly. everywhere? They come from different cultures, backgrounds, everything. Exactly. And so they're going to see the world in a different way. Um, all of us who came here had the exact same thing. I mean, our ancestors, you get the point. Um, I don't know. I, 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 the thing I, is,
1: the thing is, sure, we have limited time. We, we, we actually, we're on this earth. We don't own anything. We're going to be gone. We're going to be dust, right? Well, depending on what you believe. And you want to spend it fighting? You want to spend it, over this is my land or this is my, like there's some terrible people in the world who are killing others on this earth because they're fighting over something that doesn't really belong to anybody. Because we're, that's one thing we innately all have in common is we're all going to die. Right? So, what are you going to choose to do with your time? And I mean that's a different answer for everyone. So.
0: Well, time is an interesting thing because I certainly agree it's the 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 number one commodity, you know. Mm. It's more important than anything else. And for me, um time with family and my kids, like, you know, I'm I don't have <laughs> to be a ro- so fast. Don't yeah. have to be a rocket scientist when you when you listen to all the uh you know, Your elders talking about (laughs) like
1: You'd stop in the grocery store and they're like Yeah, like you
0: know, you're gonna miss this and you're like, Really (laughs) I'm gonna miss being trapped in an airport where my kids are like (laughs) screaming and everybody's looking at us and you know, like you're having a discipline in the security line and you're like, I don't know. But yes, you will. At some point you will, right?
1: Sean, we're gonna miss it so hard. I'm already missing so many things and like even, even yesterday, I made up a game, and that was my favorite advice from a children's author. It's called Happiest Toddler on the Block. Harvey something wrote this book. You'll find it. Google's pretty great ab- like that. Uh, and he's like, the number one thing you need to do, he probably didn't say that either. I'm paraphrasing. I'm using your quote from my la- I'm paraphrasing here uh, from our podcast because <laughs> I edited it so many times. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, play the boob because it's just more fun than like the yelling and then the feeling bad after- and I yell, it happens and then I feel bad and then I'm like, don't try not to do that all in the same day. And uh, I made up a game where I would just like randomly, I can't move cause I'm on a mic but I just randomly fall asleep. <laughs> like I'll be running down the hallway and I'll fall asleep. <laughs> just like, f- whatever. And they are like in, pure bliss and glee and the only way that they can wake me back up is from a kiss and like we were reading books last night and it was the most hilarious thing they have ever seen or been a part of is like the wheels on the bus go rattle and shake rattle (sighs) (laughs) and like they were so into it i'm gonna remember that day for the rest of my life so yeah i mean well i'm gonna miss it
0: i I mean absolutely when it comes to your your family and kids uh i'm it's a big proponent of uh of men getting a part of men's groups honestly that's why Mm. i talk about it lots because Mm. um it was very impactful you talk about impacts in your life starting that down the road of you know and somewhere now there's there's people chuckling to themselves because sean said it again on a podcast anyways um is you know like we need more models of that behavior right but
1: community working together yeah empathy yeah we, like yeah. You need, you,
0: but the problem the problem we have is you know we just lived it like we just literally lived how fear can take over everyone's life and how everybody's at each other as well because there's people who have really been affected in the last two years mm. and you it's tough because uh, everybody wants to move on, but some people are having a real tough it's time. It's hard with.
1: to move on from, from that. I'm just feeling better. Well, I posted about that on, ima- the other day.
0: Imagine, imagine you're one of the, the, the percentage that had a vaccine injury mm-hmm. and your life will never be the same. How do you move on from that? Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you didn't. How do you move on from that? How do you move on when Daniel Smith gets on stage and says, you know, this, what we've just done to our population is one of the worst things. And then she gets attacked because she's not uplifting every part of the population. It's like, we can't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so to move on from it, a lot of people are going to fight that tooth and nail. I don't have the answer. Uh, and certainly I, I just go like, I want to do everything I can to be around my family. But you, we also have to understand at some point, um, what we almost fell into, which we did fall into, uh, was leading us down a very dark path, like a very, very, very dark path because we weren't talking about the things that matter. And so I go, we have to talk about it. We have mm-hmm. to talk about every uncomfortable situation. And Sean seems to get himself into those an awful lot of where he does not want to talk about it. He's like, this is going to be awful. I di- like, I get, I get as nervous as anyone folks to talk about the most mundane thing. Cause Sean wants to Go to the, I don't know, the company softball uh, game. And not that I've been to one of those, but you get the point. And like have everybody come over and say hi and how's it going? And it was just niceties. The problem mm. is, is like, that's not the way the world works. Even, maybe for your lifetime it will, but eventually you're going to, things are going to come to roost and and we have, to, we have to talk about them.
1: We can pull so many examples from the past. Oh, I just like, had...
0: Uh, I just had a, a Harold, Harold, uh, Gerald Gro- on. 97 year old who grew up in Holland, born in 25, lived through World War II, right? And he talks about being part of the underground and what he come like his quote, and I'm I'm going to read it because I'm not going to butcher uh, Gerald. It was literally just before you came on. It was, uh, um, here, we'll pull it up, folks. Actually, it's on my phone. <laughs> We're both on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know I came to the conclusion after all these years that there's a hell of a lot more good people than bad ones. The Germans aren't all bad. they may- remember this is a guy who got sent off to a farm to work as a laborer and they pulled the priest out on the cattle car and he was never seen or heard from again. okay So you know I came to the conclusion after all these years that there's a hell of a lot more good people than bad ones. The Germans aren't all bad the Americans aren't all that bad we are not all that bad but there's a lot of bad people among us and so you go what is you come back and you go what is like hate speech what is what is all these things it's like well I don't want to incite I think we can both agree I don't want to incite violence on any population I think that's like but we have to have open discussion dialogue to talk about what's going on in our society Otherwise, we will find ourselves back to where we're, you know, not allowing certain people into restaurants, not allowing certain people to leave the country.
1: Or the wrong people in charge.
0: Right. And that can go, I'm not sitting here saying yeah, the right we're people are. we sitting back
1: and going and looking at history. Right. Right? Someone can, like, gather groups with, you know, uh, based on fear. And and hate and and yes eliminate populations of people and 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 you God I hate talking about politics you, but, you have, but on one side you, ha- you like, have even you, there's an example in our country in our own country of that who and so th- what what happened with residential schools and what oh. happened with children being taken away and, and and people thinking oh that's good yeah no they need and. If you okay, there's this documentary on Netflix. It's called, and that's what I was looking for, For Love, um, For Love. And it just like, it it just grazes the surface. It's not even. There's still places without clean drinking water. Like there's, and I mean, you know, and 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 your partner w- saw, you know, systemic racism firsthand w- at work. What she she worked in schools where. You know, she, the, Mel, you know,
0: Mel worked on the reserve when she first came here right. so she got to see um, life from a reserve standpoint being on a school certainly hmm. um,
1: and so anyways they have this guy literally in for love and I wish I was better with names but I forget his name and, and that's like let's take the like he wanted to eliminate indigenous culture and he was a high power player in the government well, eliminating l- listen, a culture
0: 18 year old Sean said this Okay, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud because I think it's a really dumb thought, but I also think um, it's a thought a lot of us had because we don't understand the like the complexities. We to this. did
1: weren't educated about it.
0: So my thought is at eighteen, maybe twenty, somewhere in there. So why don't we just write a blank check? Not like a blank check, but here's here's an exorbitant amount of money. Break it up above all the population. Now they're all millionaires. How can we move on from this? Right? It was a it was a Pretty naive thought of mm. Sean not exploring the topic and understanding how long this has been going on and and different complexities. Well, what that trauma go on.
1: looks like and why. And 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 Matricia said she said the rat thing. I found that very interesting. Seven generations yeah, well, to fir- heal fir- from trauma. First
0: Nations have talked about that. Right. But then, you know, like so. This is me and Mel get. I get in this argument a lot, folks. Of of the First Nations, uh, cult, uh, or just people experiencing trauma. And then you hear the story of the British home children, but because they're white, all of a sudden it gets whitewashed. And I'm like, but literally like 100,000 kids anywhere from two to 15 came across from Britain because they were homeless or they'd lost their parents or whatever. They were at an orphanage sent across the sea by themselves to be put as hired help, but not hired, obviously, because they're child labor. And they're part of our population too. That's mm. that's trauma too. Mm. I can't imagine like I can't imagine that. And so I, I go like the problem I have with this entire discussion is there's so many hardship stories. The First nations, we systemically went after them. Mm. And I, I think the more digging and reading you do on it, it's like whether or not there's kid bodies everywhere which there are bodies, I'm not arguing this, is we tried to eliminate their culture by assimilation. We just tried to bring them over to the our way of life, thinking it would be better for them. But we didn't understand the ramifications of that. that like, that's what Matricia Bauer is talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand my place in this world because of the 60s scoop. And so now I've been trying to find... Which you didn't find, know about. Which I didn't know about. Which you've try, been trying to find your way back to. Mm-hmm. And so... That's one part of this. Then the next part is you got all these different cultures that we go to war with and then we treat them like shit. And then you got the 100,000 kids that came over and th- I assume a lot of them had great homes. Gotta assume some of them didn't have great homes. And then that bleeds into our society. And then the government sits there and says they're going to fix all the clean drinking water. And then you get, uh, oh, and I'm Jocelyn Berziacon from Manitoba. And she talks about how big of a shit show it is. And it's like, so I always come back to if our family unit started taking care of the family unit. And this is a Jordan Peterson thing, right? Take care of yourself because then maybe you can take care of your family. If you can take care of your family, maybe you can help your community. I talk about that all the time. And if you can, you can't
1: pour from an empty, empty cup, it starts with you.
0: Right. And so, like, I don't know the. I don't even want to begin to act like Sean knows the answers to the first nation that, that, but acknowledge, we're
1: not going to solve it here today, folks.
0: But acknowledging that, like, listen guys, they're not just like whining. Like there, there's some stuff this going on. This is a there.
1: real big giant thing. And I think, but it's complex. It's, it's acknowledgement, acknowledgement that it, it happened. That's, I think the very first step. That's all. Let's not all anyone's looking for. And I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that, but I can tell you what we are doing in our community. Yes,
0: and uh, <laughs> somehow we're getting there. Yeah, I probably turned so off leave. half the the listeners by this long, anyways.
1: Um, no, it's okay. Uh, so, um, oh gosh, so this starts almost two years ago, which and I had to keep a secret, which I'm not good at, uh, at all, and um. I'll tell a story here first and and when we're transitioning from um, what what went on in our country. um, So my mom had cancer. She didn't talk about how much time she had. She never told us like at all. Like I have six weeks, six months, a year. Like she just didn't like talking about it and that was not fun Um, and I will never... I kind of, but it's, it's the way she was. And she, it was her way of protecting us and we were driving. She, gosh, she took, she takes me on lanes. Like she made me go fishing with her, like north of the Beaver River every summer, like twice, uh, which I'm grateful for now as, as an older human. And, um, we'd just go fishing and be quiet, you know, hanging out north of Meadow Lake and, and my grandpa lived up, up there. And we're on one of these like really long, long drives. And she didn't ever like to say much. She just kind of like ashed her cigarette out the window. And she, she once told me, I like traveling with you because you don't make me talk. <laughs> and I'm like, great. But when she did say, say things, I usually slept because I was working so hard that I would just like pass out on these things. And, and, uh, she, um, she told me this story i actually i haven't told anyone this uh the beginning of the story i kind of cover it in and when we announced this project i i lightly brushed on it because it's a really long story longer than i have in a seven minute speech and uh i was like mom you gave me the old albums because my mom's on death's doorstep i don't know when she's going i don't know if she does and i'm like i found this out al- uh, picture Of this uh, child and and I can't say a lot about it because it's not our personal family well it's in our family but and uh, is that like a dead child or and she's like oh that yeah so we had some people in our family lose lose children and she went on to say that she was grateful that she was leaving before because she never could take that pain of losing a child that she had played witness to in our family. And it was just one of those conversations that I'll always remember and it will always stay with me. So what it comes back to is... The greatest pain, the greatest pain. Could you ever imagine losing losing a child? child? No. That would change the course of your life forever. That would impact your whole entire life. That would, you know, a lot of people don't stay together or anything after that. Like it's hard to function. Imagine that pain. And um, so we have to understand, we have to take a look at this from a point of view of perspective, understanding and love. Because I couldn't imagine that as a parent. And so we got to think about like a people are in pain. And they have been for a long, long time. And they had cultures stripped away. So what do you turn to when you're in pain?
0: Drugs, alcohol.
1: <laughs> yeah, not the great things, Not right? the great
0: things, yeah. Yeah. Gives you momentary bliss to forget about your life.
1: And uh, I grew up here. I saw it. I played witness to a lot of things and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I could be a part of it. And it comes back to that quote by Jim Carrey, how can you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? And so this has, yeah, I, we, I approached, uh, when Malcolm was at, uh, the Lloyd Region Health Foundation, I was like, I would love, I'd love to fix up your building. (laughs) <laughs> with a mural um and he's like great uh we're really looking for a truth and reconciliation piece I was like truth and reconciliation I and I'm being 100% honest here I'm telling you the whole story I was like I I don't know if that's appropriate for me to paint something about truth and reconciliation as a, non-ind- a non-indigenous artist and I sat on that for a really long time and so did they and so they and then I spoke to Randy Noble and she is an indigenous photographer and she said "Brandy, I want you to think about it this way it's about creating conversation and building bridges between our two communities come to a heart of treaty six meeting and i was like okay i'll i'm open to listening and learning because it's not my position to you know i only can say what i know in my experience of life and where i came from and what i've witnessed and i went to that meeting and i had told uh, clint choken who you've had on
0: yeah clint's a wonderful man
1: yeah so great so I work for, with LPSD uh, in Art Academy and I work with Trisha and I work with Clint. And I didn't know Clint that well yet. And I had shared something in confidence with Trisha. I had shared that, you know, the things that I have seen and heard and, uh, feeling this, um, feeling like I couldn't do anything. Feeling what's the word I'm looking for? Paralyzed. Not paralyzed. Uh anyway. Feel if like I don't know how I could help and but I always knew it, it just didn't ever sit right with me.
0: Truth and reconciliation, like the painting or the no, entire growing truth? up with uh, Oh, okay.
1: Growing up with separatism. Okay. The separatism of communities and, and racism. And I had shared that with her. I was like, I I always felt helpless. That's the word I was looking for. Like I always f- felt like I wanted to help, but I didn't know how. And I, it, my journey and path led to, um, you know, having the ability and the wherewithal to handle conversations uh, because you can't please everyone. Uh, and and not be it would be it would be ignorant to not be afraid because there are people out there who don't believe in what I believe in and, and can, you know, get to the point where, uh, they might take it out on, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but, uh, to outweigh the good and the bad. So I went to this Heart of Treaty 6 meeting and I was blessed in, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of, but Clint stands up and he says, Brandy, can you share with me what you shared with Trish, Trisha, Trish, uh, People call her both names, which really confuses me because I'm uncomfortable with saying names in the first place and then people call her two names. And I'm like, what is it anyway? Um, so, so I stand up in this meeting not ready to talk about anything because I was there to listen and learn. And I said what I had to say. I said, I, I grew up here not knowing what to do or what to say and and this is what I want to do to help I will take my creative gift and help in any way I can and and have it be a pillar of hope and and recognition acknowledgement and I went on this mural tour with these students last spring and this was before that meeting and there are a lot of things represented downtown if anyone's seen like the bar colonists are represented a lot of things are represented But the indigenous are not one of them and they are a part of our community. And through many conversations and a lot of work from uh, some, our committee um, and conversations with Randy and learning, and I don't know everything. And I'm the first to admit that I'm still learning so much. And Randy, that's all she said. It's about building bridges and, and you are allowed, you're allowed to, to help. You're allowed to be here. You are allowed to be here with us and and do these things. And ultimately, it came down to if I don't, you know, go to all these meetings, if I don't bring these people together, if I don't provide the installation of the imagery and help with my skills and design, this project won't move forward at all. So, do you want it to not move forward, and and think that you're and and let fear control? Like I can't be a part of something like this, or you want to help in any way you can and create something absolutely inspiring and beautiful and meaningful artwork has power and i would be uh again ignorant not to believe that it it does have certain power uh so after that was the spring before last or last spring yeah last spring and and we've had uh, another meeting since and we announced the approval because again like uh, I said no right I said no at first I was like I don't think you know but Trisha said Brandy why didn't you come at it like everyone had faith in you that you were like they thought you could isn't that saying something they thought that you could do this And of course, I'm like, you know, you get uncomfortable when people acknowledge you and are like, "Hmm, you can, you can do like, you're great, you can do this. And I'm just like, I don't think so. Um, So sometimes um, it takes some growing and reflecting. And it did take that amount of time to come into this, this whole thing. And um, it's, it's called Choose Of and Join Hands in Truth and Reconciliation, uh, we have that first north side because it has a lot of meeting, the north meaning, uh, and we talked about that, that at the heart of Treaty 6, meaning there was a, just a, north of Fast Gas there. There was a point in, uh, in our history here in this community, and Clint talked about it. There's like an invisible line there, and it's where uh, the indigenous people had to come set up camp come into town get their goods and just leave and go back to camp and then pack up camp and go they weren't they weren't allowed to stay here they weren't allowed to interact they weren't allowed that's separatism that's that's so there's this invisible line where they want to build a bridge basically we we want to build a bridge together and uh i feel so honored and lucky to be for people to have faith that i can pull this off because it's like a big job (laughs) it's 130 by 20 uh feet (laughs) and um the biggest project I will ever do to date uh but it's not really about me so I will do anything and Steph uh said so we're raising money right now and she said "Branny, I I know we'll do this I know we'll raise the money because our community is spectacular but what if we don't what if we don't raise this and I was like I honestly it's at the point where this is not about that that money It uh, with the learning and and the people I've met and the stories I've heard all you have to do is like volunteer not a lot because I haven't volunteered a lot I volunteered a little and to see what's going on and in our own community um to have a conversation with, with uh, a family who's lost their daughter. To hear a story about, um, about, you know, their cousin in school who got stabbed in the face by a nun for running around the corner too fast. Just sitting like we're talking about this whole podcast. Giving people space and time to tell their story. And then you get to choose how you're gonna move forward from that story. And I'm choosing to come at it with all my effort and my creativity to do good in the world and have purpose. And um, so my artist fee for this project, if and when, and we will raise the money because our community is amazing. I'm giving $25,000 back into trauma programming um, creative trauma programming So that doesn't mean I'm teaching it Because Oh there is the snot and boogers <laughs> That doesn't mean I'm teaching it um, Because uh, What I'm learning Like if if we're going back into indigenous culture They want to learn from their own culture And they want to connect back to that uh, But I do get to choose and, and help in any way I can With uh, not just there But like at our sexual assault services uh, learning in schools, stuff like that. So, I just, I yeah, I'm feeling pretty grateful that my creative gift has grown into something that is so impactful and meaningful. But yeah, we're raising money, and you, what the way we did it was um, anyone can donate, anyone can donate any amount because it's a community project, and you are a part of it. And we have a point in the mural. Where there's a ceremony and we'll all place our hands on the mural and trace lines around them. Can, I, can yeah. I ask
0: a really dumb question?
1: Yeah. Um, it's probably an okay question. It doesn't have to be a dumb question. Well, no, I ask dumb questions, questions all the time. No. Uh,
0: my, my question is, how long have you been talking about this idea? How, how long have they known about, well not how long have they known, that's a, that right there, it, this line where they weren't allowed to come across?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's the 40s or something. The, the,
0: in my opinion I could be wrong about this and certainly coming on here and talking about it will help right is uh, there's a portion of the population maybe there's a huge chunk of the population doesn't being told like being told what to think and so they have to come to it you have to find different ways to certainly a podcast is one of them certainly other different ways are music art there's a thousand different ways probably to slowly uh, build a bridge across uh, two, um, two different cultures, two different areas that are a part of the same community. Um, I'm wondering, how do people find out more about it? Uh, now, you may laugh at that, but you go, even with yourself, two years ago, um you didn't know you're basically a no to the pro- I, ain't, I ain't touching this this is way too tough or everything else and then you talk about going to the meetings
1: what's <laughs> like a hard one i was like i'm not sure
0: true i'm i'm listening to this and i go like i can't speak to anything i, I I'm, I'm i'm fine the longer i podcast the more closer i get to like trying to draw back into the community and trying to um help sort out things here mm-hmm. instead of talking you know i still do talk about things that are happening in toronto or you know new york or wherever else but it's funny because i'm like I, sean ain't gonna fix anything in toronto uh, sean may not even be able to fix anything in lloyd mitzer right if it does even need sean's
1: well, help you used your podcast as a platform and you raised a buttload of money for bike for breakfast and and that was one of the first big big projects you did right
0: well and then there was the health foundation and the health foundation yeah, yeah, certainly. yeah so that's something. Certainly. yes
1: just some a little uh,
0: well, I just, I come back to this one I'm really intrigued by this, right? Because I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I love history. Mm-hmm. And the more you dig into history, whether you're talking about what's going on with residential schools, you just start reading some of them stories and every parent, your skin will crawl. And then, you know, you go back and you listen to Albert Jimmy on here or Clint Chokin, or you go through a bunch of the different names, Matricia Bauer, um, uh, Jocelyn Berziak is another one, you know, like uh, there's these different stories and you just hear them from a person and you're like, holy man. Okay. How do we move forward? And I, one of the things I think it was Albert Jimmy said is you have to come, uh, you have to come to us. You need to come out. You need to experience some of our culture instead of us always coming to you. And now you're talking about building a bridge. I'm like, oh, that's actually okay. I'm, mm-hmm. So how do, or how are you going about trying to help because you know like does everybody in lloyd listen to the podcast no like that that's laughable so how do you try and get it to the widest audience so that when you do the hands on a wall that you were just about to talk about Mm -hmm. i'm gonna cut you off and i apologize it isn't just the 15 people or the 100 people or the 200 people that know i don't know how many people are in the meetings i certainly sound kind of like a jackass right now but how do you get it so where it is the community that comes out and supports and it is a community movement so that it actually is an olive branch instead of just another mural on the wall, mm-hmm. because there's lots of murals on the wall, and you go, "There's no indigenous there." but I, I don't even know where all the murals on the wall. I know where yours is, because I drive by it all the time and I like to look at it. I think it's uh, and I look forward to seeing the new one. But when you I,
1: say just a mural, Sean, that mural gets 10,000 people a year.
0: What's that? The, the one on the the one mural. Yeah. On, on the wall of, uh, uh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Place? Assure. sure. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic too. Yeah. Uh, all I'm meaning is.
1: How do you get people to, to that? Yeah. No, what we're doing right now, no, one thing. Uh, I also have a committee and, and they say one person is like, has a branch of 1000. That's what someone told me. I don't know how true it is. Really? Yeah, I know. I was like, it's <laughs> insane. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, they have a branch of 1000. Uh, The more I have the conversations, I spoke about it at the Inspiring Women's Conference. That's where we announced it. So that was 300 women right there. So then you branch out who who they talk to. And then we invite the schools because I feel like the youth, and I work with youth, they need to be a part of something like this. And so LCSD, LPSD, they know. Uh, And then we go out to um stephanie and 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 we go out to a couple of other people in our community and then how do we involve surrounding community because we everyone has to feel a part of it and again at the end of the day we're not going to please everyone but there's symbolism and meaning in this mural um to acknowledge like there's there's like Cree, danae blackfoot uh Salto, uh Like there's so many people you need to represent and that's where when my partnerships, because Randy Noble is partnering with me on this, um, my partnerships and learning, um, that fills in the space where I, I, I don't know, you know, um, learning things from Clint and sometimes Clint says, I don't know. And you're going to have to ask an elder. (laughs) It's like, okay, great. And then I go to a meeting and there's two elders and, and, and it's talking to people. It's talking to people, reaching out, hoping that you're seeing and acknowledging them and that they can feel a part of it. Um, I know that Lloyd clears out in the summer. So when we install and when we have that day, who knows? Or we save the day for September when everyone's back, <laughs> you know? Um, but what the, that part of it is it's interactive. It's a community feeling part of it. Whether you've donated or whether you show up, that's too, you know, Good things, good ways to be a part of it. Um, It's to choose love, join hands and choose love moving forward. That's the symbolism behind it.
0: What you're trying to do, I find very um, inspiring because um, Clint had told me about it, I think, when he was on here, about the meetings that go on and uh, trying to solve a very complex problem. Very mm-hmm. complex problem. I don't mm-hmm. need to look anywhere else in Canada. You can just stare around our area and go. It's a complex problem. Um, there's a lot of people that uh, are on all sides of the coin on this one. Right? Yes. It's oh, very, you're gonna
1: get some text messages. But maybe? but uh, but here's
0: here's <laughs> the thing. I get text messages. I I tell people this all. The time. I get text messages all the time you know, it's great to have fluff every time and, and tell me I'm the greatest human being on the planet, but the truth of the matter is I'm just another guy struggling through trying to do as many conversations to try and figure out some problems. This is one that I look at and I go, like, this is this is maybe one of the most complex it gets. There's there's certainly ones we started off with, you know, uh, faith, and, and that's a complex one, you know. Um, but certainly this is complex. And I'm like, I think what you're trying to do is really interesting but in order to have the most impact it has to be more than be told to be there because you're hauled there. Oh no. And I, and I know that's not-, it's, 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 not so uh,
1: it's not the one day. That's not what this means. It's not about the one day and the one ceremony. And and I've learned that there has to be more than just a ceremony. Uh, also, we have to have a feast to commemorate the beginning. So there's things I'm learning um, that we're, we're going to be doing. Um, obviously the city will be involved as well, but it's not about this one day. It's what, what this symbolizes for You know, murals stick around. It's probably going to be there long after I'm gone. Uh, What it symbolizes and represents. And uh, Clint actually talked about that specifically. He says, you know, we can talk in these meetings all the time. But this is something that, this is a project, you know, that we're doing. You can see it. And that's why they're partnering with us all on this, right? It's a partnership between... Uh, Lloydminster Region Health Foundation, Yellowfinch Images, uh, Heart of Treaty Six Truth and Reconciliation Committee, Brandy Hofer Studios, uh, Beyond Borders Circle of Change, like the co-op's gonna get involved. Like it's a community project. This it really has nothing to do with me. I well, was does. just well, I have to do the work, but but it it really has absolutely like I'm just there. You know, capturing it, it with with the only things that I know how to do. I know how to paint. I know how to get good videos and photos. And but my the people I'm working with, they know how to well, get I, the community. I look
0: it. I look forward to seeing how it, it comes to fruition. But I'll leave it there.
1: June I, 30th, it's happening.
0: June 30th, it's unveiled no what, or it starts.
1: It starts 10 to 14 day in, install. So
0: 10 to 14 days of painting.
1: 10 to 14 days to install that beast. Yeah. With a team.
0: I go back to painting Home because... Home hardware is supplying the
1: paint. That's in, right.
0: In install, you mean like you were on scaffolding painting, right?
1: Uh, a scissor lift.
0: Oh, so, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, we're not hauling around scaffolding. I've done that before. <laughs> I was very strong. I'm actually training right now. I'm training, getting ready physically to do it. It's, what do you mean? It's very physical. Did You just think about oh, I'm just gonna roll you're just, stuff f- you just you just p-
0: moving a brush. What's no
1: airbrushing, spray paint, arms up like this for 12, 16 hours a day.
0: So you're lifting Teddy.
1: That's all it is. You know, mixing paint. It's very physical. Uh, I have um, I kid. I have uh, professional muralists. I haven't released them yet because I'm doing a mural class. I did I recorded a mural class uh, for artists' cause it, uh to get into murals. So um I have muralists coming coming who travel the world doing murals. Kevin lido, really cool guy, but he's like, it's just the like the install time. It's just like the physically, mentally just taxing. it's and I've done it. I've installed a fifty foot mural. And it is it's it's very it's way harder than you think it is every time. You never can prepare for for the the challenge. Um, I'm also though during that time mentoring, uh, there's a mentorship program that we're doing for two indigenous um, creatives to help learn and install so learn about mural process and and hopefully that can empower them and And give them the skills they also will receive an honorarium for professional development so then they can go on and and take this skill and and do something with it and spread more creativity or have not only that i've been approached by some people who are like i know someone who really needs this so i always talk about creativity and art and and whatever way you express yourself through music that's your safe space poetry writing uh again what do we all turn to know besides besides like if if you're lear- <laughs> turned to in a healthy way it's we turn to we turn to each other we turn to movies music you know art is really powerful and so I've already had people be like I know who could apply for this uh, I think it would help them greatly so we're doing uh we're taking I'm taking on two mentors to teach the whole process to, so that's going to be a
0: An interesting. Yeah.
1: Big. It's, it's a big learning curve. Randy's never installed a mural. (laughs) So, um, and, and and you may ask and maybe you never thought of this and, but why didn't we just like get someone from somewhere else? I don't know. If anyone did think of that, it's, it's because it is a community project. I'm, I'm living, breathing from here. Uh, it means more. Um, instead of flying in someone to paint something like this is meaningful this 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 conversation is an important conversation uh if anyone uh likes netflix everyone likes netflix why would i say that uh chelsea handler she just did um a special and on black lives matter and what needs to happen so I urge you to go, so she comes in, like, my white privilege, how I got to this mansion and whatever, And, and the appropriate, how she wrote this book, and it was called Uganda, be kidding me, and now that she's, you know, done learning, but she said it's conversations between people. That's basically what I took away from that special was was the conversation between everyone. It's not just one culture telling the other culture that they're wrong and fighting about it, right? It's it's an understanding and, and conversations for people to maybe like, okay, maybe my point of view could look different. And what would that mean to me? What kind of self-learning can I do? Because if you don't know something... There is the world at your fingertips and you can learn more about it. And I hope that people do. Maybe people who didn't disagree or who are disagreeing with what I'm saying here today. Just, just do a little
0: bit. Well, this is why having conversations all the time you're asking me about, you know, if we go back to the hate speech thing, what happens if you bring somebody on who has like really extreme views? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you artificially remove all those algorithms, so they just feed you the same thing, right. you can, you can have holes in your argument, holes in your perception or belief system in the world, that type of thing. And so giving people the opportunity to come in and speak, I think is, is, uh, for me, it's how I learned, like at listening to people talk and like really starting to like, do I want to have arguments? No, I, like, I think there's, but at I the same time. I also
1: avoid those l- conflict like but the at, plague.
0: But at the same time, when something is said that I disagree with, which happens a lot across all forms of guess, it's something I chew on. And then I go out from here and I talk about it over and over and over again. And chances are I'll get in a couple arguments about it and I'll keep thinking and maybe I'll do some reading. And you continue to grow and evolve and learn. And, and hopefully in, you know, another five years, whatever it is, another four years, I guess we're at four years of the podcast coming up here, April 1st month, month today, I think. And, um, the thing is, is like, but at the same time, everybody's got to be able to do that, right? If you're coming at it from one angle, you have to start to understand the opposite, and why they're so against it so that you can bridge the gap with them too, because it doesn't Mm -hmm. work. If all we do is build, uh, something for a small segment of the population, the pop, I don't, that is like, this is a, This is why this is so difficult because you're trying to bring in two sides of a coin that disagree with each other, Mm -hmm. which is maybe, maybe, but maybe because, uh, you know, if we focus on some of the things that we agree on, we could probably get a lot of, a lot of stuff done, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, you're proving that at times I've proved it as well. Uh, it'll just be interesting to watch. I'd like, I I wish you nothing but the, the best of luck with this. How do people, if they want to reach out in support, sport, where do they go? I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes that yeah, way. Just the LRHF
1: there, link. It's on the Lloyd Minster oh. region health foundation. I'll just send you the link. The link can be in the notes and
0: sure. And that way people, if they want to donate, they, they can,
1: they can donate. Or if you know someone who'd like to apply to the mentorship program too.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I, I, um, right under the donation page is that application page for that program
0: so anyone looking to follow under your footsteps for the mural building process
1: yeah yeah learn about what we're doing community work because oh my gosh the business of art is just it's it's a challenge in itself it's uh community relations contracts like there's a professionalism that takes years to learn so when you think about coaching and mentorship like coaches and mentors take you you know they, in one hour two years right or two hours or or whatever so um yeah i aim to hopefully lift a couple people up and and they can keep doing this and keep making a difference creatively um but also the and it's in the application they have to know that this is this is hard work really hard work <laughs> so
0: as i teased about what's hard about painting hey eh?
1: oh my gosh it's so hard <laughs> It's so hard. Like, I still, yeah. Well, I
0: mean, you, you choose your heart. Uh, you know, like, and what yeah. I mean by that is, is like, for so, I think podcasting is maybe the easiest thing under the sun. In saying that, how many people get into podcasting and go, holy shit, I didn't realize how much work Super is it? It's time this. consuming. I bet if John went and painted for an hour, let alone a mural, uh, folks, that uh, I'd be like, man, I didn't realize my hands would hurt so much. Or, you know, I'm sure there's like 10 different things in there. Or Uh,
1: how do you paint a 50-foot face up close? You're this far from the mural. Where are you at? What? Is this an ear? I don't know. I remember. That's how hard it is. In
0: my brain, all you do is you create a grid. Is that what you do or you don't do that?
1: Uh, There's a couple of ways you can do it. You can use a projector. You can use a traditional grid. But if you use a traditional grid, you'll get lost, right? So there's these things called doodle grids. And um, if you just Google or YouTube Google or doodle grid, um, it's like this, it's just like random shapes that you spray paint on and then you get an aerial shot and then you have like, you can have an iPad or a printout of your doodle grid of where you're at uh, on the wall and what you should be painting. Um, I have not done a doodle grid yet <laughs> so this is going to be exciting but last, last project I used a projector and I did talk to Kevin because if you don't know something you talk to someone who does <laughs> and I have installed a 50 foot but not 120 that's almost double the size of the last one I did that's double the size of the faces <laughs> so um, he's like you don't know till you show up that day So you try to project it, the projector doesn't work, then you do this. And he's done like, uh, in Montreal, he did, uh, who's that really famous uh, singer from Montreal, who lived in Montreal, uh, the big face, oh my gosh, Leonard Cohen, (laughs) sorry anyone who I insulted with. I just have a hard time remembering names. Uh, And so Leonard Cohen, he did his face on this like 200 foot building. So he's like on a crane, you know, and he's like, I did it brick by brick because I couldn't project it because how do you project that? You can't, right? What an
0: adventure you're in for. Uh, You know, we're closing in on uh, letting you out of here, but I I am curious, you know, uh, has this given you your love for art back or painting? Because, you know, like once upon a time, not that long ago, you had the post saying you gave up painting because you were basically burnt out of a whole yeah, bunch of things. Yeah, I had, had a lot
1: of meetings. I had a lot of, and I've, and, and, you know, there's a season for everything and an understanding for tiredness, burnout, and not wanting to do something. Definitely after those 130 faces in one year, I didn't want to paint a face or pay, have someone pay me to do it. That's for sure. Uh, I did it anyway, but I slowed it down and the more that I do something outside of art and and serve uh, with my creative my creative gift and having purpose I love meeting with people I don't need to sit in my little corner anymore I'm ready to go out into the world I was excited to come here to talk to you today I was so jazzed when I got to go to all those meetings I love people I love speaking I love writing and I've found like a better balance Uh, and so now I get to paint when I want to paint, not all the time, because that's just not a realistic uh, thing. But I get to choose, and and so that magic has come back into it, and and magic and purpose, and that's really all what we can ask of this life, is is having that in what you're the this the way I'm supporting myself and my family and. Uh it's, it's going, it's pretty cool. It's cool. I, there's nothing wrong with being a multifaceted creative and, and not just being a painter. Cause I, that's what I know how to do. I kind of know how to do other things. So I'm doing those, but yeah, I, I wasn't painting. That's when I made that post. I was like, I'm miserable. It is therapy. It is a way of, of sh- you got to show up for it too. You got to make the space. And, and, and that is like consistently, like you show up, if you didn't show up, the magic wouldn't happen. And sometimes that's what it takes showing up every day. Although I have three kids, so showing up periodically as much as I can in, in a routine.
0: Well, I've, uh, you know, uh, who knows when, when we sit down again, I always, I've been joking about this a lot lately, but you know, I don't know when our paths cross again, certainly in Lloyd, our paths will cross again. But as far as the podcast world goes, you know, I assume I'm pretty darn sure that eventually you will be back here again, um, discussing some things. And, yeah, and
1: after this, we have to write down like some stuff.
0: That's right. We gotta. So, like,
1: what is gonna happen before our next podcast? I uh, like, what what is in store for us?
0: <laughs> I appreciate you uh, coming and doing this, and um, uh, well, I look forward to seeing what you build here in in a few months time. And uh, me
1: too. I'm super scared. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I, if i'm being honest uh i'm I I, you know, sweating about it
0: i gotta i got a show on march 18th that's uh, 18 days away by the time this airs that'll be whatever 16 days away i'm fucking terrified of it not just because i don't have this switch where you can sell out a show it, it doesn't work like that and it's in edmonton this time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyways that's for a different day and a different story but uh um, you
1: gotta do things that scare you
0: well you learn you're a lot not living you learn a lot
1: you gotta push outside yourself in any way and actually let's just like round it up that's that is what my book is about see your everyday ordinary is extraordinary so having that beautiful balance in your day filled with like love quality time uh, self care but also pushing beyond the fear and it's giving you permission to do that and do what you love
0: I'll end with a quote from the Hobbit then sure
1: yeah (laughs) I it's remember, a- actually, when you told me when we were on that <laughs> Europe trip that I cut out of my podcast, the long-going inside joke, and and I was like, this is another side I'm getting to know Sean. He's an avid reader. And, like, to be fair, uh, we didn't have a lot of... <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but, like, you don't meet a lot of young people who are like, I love, you know, reading and, and, and stuff like that uh, when you're 16 or 15. Shoot, I had... I brought you pictures, Sean. I found pictures of you in high school uh, in my living room and one from our lockers in school, and I left it by the door. But I'm sure I left. I'll just i get it. I, I
0: have a full set of teeth in that. That's. I, the,
1: you <laughs> had a full facial hair in high school, which was also impressive. Yes, <laughs> I
0: think I got voted most hairiest grad or something like that. I, I was you quite proud of that. You look
1: like Teen Wolf.
0: Well, here, here's here's Hobbit. It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out of your door. You step into the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there is no knowing where you might be swept off to. And that's uh, obviously, if you've read The Hobbit, he ends up on a, a whirlwind journey, right, that takes him across the land. And um, You know, every day, if you approach it that way, you never know where you might end up there's a lot of beauty in that yeah either way that's that's always what i find interesting about the podcast because every time i come and sit in here i don't know what uh you said we weren't going to talk about this and i chuck a lot
1: of things i try to avoid at all costs (laughs) and Uh, i found
0: i've found when it's pulling you just you just you know i thought we're going to talk about a mural for an hour you know honestly that's what i thought mm -hmm. which we kind of did but at the same time it's like I it just seems to be pulling this way well but i was
1: genuinely curious (laughs) about some stuff so and i said it (laughs) i asked yeah it's all good
0: well thanks for for coming in and doing this
1: no thank you for having me it was great